Byron the Aquarius, welcome to Electronic Music Live. Yes, how I'm are here. you? Oh, I'm doing good. good. Yeah, today been good. Thank you, thank you for you know inviting me on here. I appreciate that. Oh man, it's uh, it's an honor to have you. I, I I've been uh, such a fan for for a few years now, and and um, I I regularly spin your music on on my radio show and uh, and before COVID in the club. So it's it's a it's great to to finally meet you. Um, why yeah. don't you tell Why don't you tell the uh, the audience uh, the the listeners um, a, a bit of an, an intro about who you are and what you're up to and Okay, yeah, um, yeah. My name is, you know, Byron the Aquarius. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. That's my main home, the home of Sun Ra, um, where I'm from. I started off as a keyboardist, a piano player, playing. Started with classical, went to jazz piano, and then after jazz piano, I went to school for uh, music composition. So really, like I said, I started with the jazz and you know the hip hop. You know, I did stuff with On Ra. That was my beginning of my, you know, my first vinyl. With on the hip hop mm -hmm. side, which there I think that oh my god, there was a minute that was on Circulations label. I think that was in Japan, and mm -hmm. then I end up getting my introduction through House through Kyle Say, and then went from Theo Parrish to Carol Hall to Jeff Mills, and it went from there. So yeah, that's the Amazing. introduction of me right there. Amazing. Uh, and how how did how did that come about? Like meeting Kai and and. Um the the, tra the the transition into house music, where uh, yeah, tell me a bit about that. So basically, the transition um, from it came from me. I, I started off going to like I was going to JSU, which basically was so close to Atlanta. Cal say is in Atlanta, so me and my friends used to skip college and we'll go up to ATL. It was having like the Morehouse Spelman parties, and you know, um, Cal be throwing his parties um, at this party at Sound Table. Um, a guy named Carl Injets, and they'll be throwing parties there. So basically that transition was really me going, meeting I, my first show. Um, basically just Lincoln was a big fan of Marty Clive Low, and he performed mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. Atlanta, and I got a chance to meet him and uh, met um, also Daz IQ, which is from Buzz in the Attic. Um, mm -hmm, both, mm -hmm. matter of fact, it was both of them. It was Kai Alsey and uh, Daz IQ. And that was my first introduction, and I had my headphones on because I was kind of weird, you know, as a kid. So I kind of liked to have I had my Dr. Dre headphones on, had my laptop. So I kind of liked to go to clubs. That was my first time going to a house party, and it just felt good. It just felt free, and you know, I I felt like it wasn't no you know no blocking. I could just be myself, and they was playing all styles of music, guy, and mm. I like to soak that in. And I had my laptop, and I just started creating music. So Kai came up mm. to me and he heard my my jazz chords and what I pretty much was making. And he was like, yo, after the party, come to my come to my place. And I was like, yo, I don't have no place to crash. We don't go back to the college. He's like, nah, you crash in my spot. And so it went from there and Kai started playing me Omar S, Theo Parrish. And I just started playing keyboards on all Kai Alsey productions for, it was at least a while. I always played on his productions. So Kai really gave me that introduction to house music from him being from Detroit. Because in my city in Alabama and Birmingham, yes, we have Sun Ra, all the greats, but it's not really no electronic scene in my city and um, Birmingham. Mm. So that's how that yeah. chemistry yeah. happened. Wow. So I, I, and, and 
you re- obviously resonated with uh, more from like shifting from sort of the hip hop um, background or fabric. You sort of started to um, see, I guess, a connection with um, with the house music. Like seeing you felt you felt a bit more free with that, or like it was just a a, a, a natural kind of thing to move into. Um, for me, I say it was very natural. I guess with me now, if I just probably was just a keyboardist, it would have been different. But it's like I played jazz and I already knew the NPC because I was, like I said, a big fan of Jay Dilla. I mean, not mm-hmm. just the Donuts album, you know what I mean? What all the, you know, everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. But I mean, I really followed deep and hard of his productions, the stuff that he did with D12 Proof that he was producing for Bazaar, all the stuff that Dilla did, the underground stuff. And I listened to a lot of Dwelle. So I always had my, I had an NPC 3000. So I always was making like that hip hop. And I feel like with hip hop, if you think about hip hop and just New York and just the history of the culture, I think with house disco, it's, it's all, even with jazz, I think it's all, it's all together. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Some people don't think like that, but I mean, by me studying, even when you go through just the history, it all was connected in some type of way. So I guess for me, for learning the NPC, I feel like hip hop, to make hip hop, especially the type of hip hop I was making, like the Dilla, that type of vibe, you have to have a swing. You know what I mean? You have to. So when it came to the transition of Kai showing me, it was pretty easy for me to make that transition. I kind of just added my jazz, my natural feeling, my organic feeling, and so just mm. programming. And I think it made my music more, it made me different and it made me stand out because I added my flavor of jazz, hip hop, and created this vibe with the house music, you know? Mm, and and mm, that's mm. pretty much, so yeah, it was an organic, definitely an organic transition when it came to me uh, making the music. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, um, I share the same understanding of that correlation between uh, hip hop and house music. Um, is, you know, hip hop has been, um, you know, my early life uh music life was part of you know my m- like my early childhood was all about hip hop and and so under, it, just, it it made a lot of sense to me and um i mean i always i always describe that that all sort of modern music right. is kind of from hip hop right <laughs> like a lot of like a lot of modern electronic music i you know that that the concept of um, extended breaks and 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 oh no definitely uh, definitely and, yeah you know so because <clears throat> when, when you think about African bimbada and all just their whole vibe of when everybody was using like when they was using drum machines and yeah like you said yeah. it's definitely it's definitely an energy that's all tied in together as one yeah definitely yeah you and you mentioned you mentioned uh, some classical jazz training as well um, is that was that from an early early in childhood was that something that your mom and dad got you uh, like doing <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna even lie on the video i'm gonna be honest <laughs> like a class my parents had me i guess they want to keep because in my city in birmingham like you know it's definitely dangerous they have got better you know what i mean but they want to keep me away from the streets me and my brother mm-hmm. so they had these programs where they um they gave black musicians like free classes and things like that and took us in kind of like you know Mike Huckabee how he was doing rest in peace you know up in Detroit mm-hmm. they was doing those things so it was uh, one of Sun Ra teachers um they played with Sun Ra um Doc Adams and um Jothan Callens and Tommy Stewart you know what I mean 
they basically was giving free lessons. Um, but the clown school, my parents, I didn't like it because I started off, you know, playing Bach, Debussy. <laughs> I, you know, as a kid, let's just be real. You know, now some kids like it, but for me, I, I did a lot of recitals and I did top notch on my recitals, but it's like, it wasn't something I liked. But I think the older that I got, you know what I mean? I, I really appreciated it because it really played a part with me knowing the keys. And I can, even when I'm DJing, I can hear a key automatically in my ear and I can be like, okay, I know to throw this in with this by hearing the rhythms and just hearing the mm. DJ perspective as a musical perspective when I'm, you know, doing my music. So the skill of classical did help. But my favorite was after classical, I got into jazz. Now, jazz was fun because I felt like with house music, how I felt, um, it, it just was more free. I could just be myself and kind of just improvise. So it definitely taught a lot with you know, because I started off when I went into jazz, I was playing classical because, you know, when you're classical, um, you're not trying to improvise. You're kind of playing like with no, you're not, it's not rhythm, but you're just playing so on the rhythm, quantitized. And the teachers mm. used to just hit me with a ruler. They're like, no, you have to improvise. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it definitely, it definitely, classical definitely did help me as far as the theory. But jazz, my favorite. I felt like that yeah. really opened the sounds of my head to a whole completely different world. Studying John Coltrane, um, Miles Davis, Herbie Hancock, mm. George Duke, mm. um, just all the great people. You know what I'm saying? Checking them yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Though I, I guess, I guess with classical, there's that learning of the skill of of rep through repetition and yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and, and I guess you kind of learn. Um, I guess the, the 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 motor skills, you know, to kind of just like get get that going. But, right. but then you have the fr the free form of jazz is just like this of more of this sort of creation and jazz is definitely uh, creativity. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Do you think? Do you think? Um, do you think if um, th if you didn't have the 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 the, the skills from the, or the training classically? it would have been a different path or a different, like, and, and, and if you still had like stumbled across jazz um, as well without the classical training, do you think there would have been, and even now, like even now you mentioned, like even when you're DJing now, you're, you're, you're finding that there's those skills come up. They like yes. the brain, you know, comes up. Yeah. Tell me a bit about that. What do you think? I say if I didn't have the cl classical, and you mean like the classical in jazz, or just not having the classical perspective? Well, well just yeah, yeah, yeah. The classical perspective. Mm. The classical perspective for me, I say it definitely would have probably probably brought a different flavor. But I can't say classical really helped me to be able to identify with just what I'm playing. Because, you know, when you're thinking about jazz, you're thinking about 13s, you're thinking about knives, minors. Even when you listen to Larry Hurd and all this stuff, it's like minor mm -hmm. chords. And so definitely I can't say it still helped, but don't get me wrong. I still think it still would have been creative still, regardless if I didn't do classical. Because there's some musicians I see, like I went to Detroit, like Kyle Hall. Um, I was kicking it with him and he'd been on the piano lessons and stuff. And he didn't come from a classical perspective. And, uh, I, I feel like it still open your mind. I think sometimes classical, it can, especially if you keep doing it, 
it can kind of get you sucker where you're not trying to be free. I think jazz kind of made me more free, you know, because mm. you can kind of be in a box. I think it's all producers, artists. Sometimes we get in this box where we like, I don't want to. So I can say still I would have been creative. I still It still would have opened my mind because I still had that jazz perspective. Jazz is really what opened it up for me, to be mm. honest. Mm. Yeah, like, especially with today, I think, um, like, as I remember hearing a talk um, with uh, – Gerd Jansen, um, and and I remember him saying, um, once you start to like, it, 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 in particular with 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 creating dance music and electronic music, and right. once you once you get once you like start thinking that you need to go back to the classical kind of ways, then you, you, you're, you've lost it. Like you've lost. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Oh no, definitely like definitely right because. <laughs> Because it definitely changes now. You know, now I'm not going to lie from Jeff Mills. I learned a lot working with him. Like mm. He's really influenced on classical and just the way he do things. So yeah. I think definitely mm. it just depends on the artist and it depends mm. on the person, you know, on just with the creativity. But I think, you know, if you kind of have a mixture of just all styles, and I think that's kind of what made me stand out. You know what I mean? I think us all as, you know, artists and beings, like it's just toward creativity when you when you given when you given the house or whatever you making just a different feel, you know what I mean. So in a way, I say, you know, can't damage you. I still tell people classical is sure. still good. Just the just to learn the theory, you know what I mean. Because me, I try to go farther mm. with the house music, like because even when I was in the studio with Jeff, he was like, we had horn players and we had a bass player in there. So I became like really a producer where I, you know, by learning from Jeff. I had to be like, hey, play in this key. You know, some musicians know stuff by because they were trained. So you have to tell them the key. Some people hear, but majority of musicians, you have to like write the music out, tell them. So I can't say the classical perspective, it still helped in a way. You know what I mean? As far as me knowing the of theory, course, of course, yeah. I had to be a producer course, like yeah. a Quincy Jones and how to, you know, have band members to play different things when it comes to the music, you know? Hmm. How, how did how did the um, connection with uh, Jeff Mills uh, come about for you? Oh, it, it was crazy. Like, um, he hit me on Facebook, um, and I thought it was a fake email at <laughs> oh, first. <wow. laughs> so I ain't respond to this email for almost like mm, probably like ten, a couple, probably five days, a couple of days, because I was telling my friend, I was like, "Yo, this Jeff, Jeff, like, hit me up," and he just was talking about how he a fan of my music. <laughs> He kind of respect my music. He liked wow. it. So I was like, for me, that was like real high respect. And then especially for a lot of people be thinking I'm from Detroit. So that was like a huge, I guess, a huge inspiration for me and motivation for me. Like, hey, I came from Alabama and I have like a pioneer that's telling me like, yo, I love your music. And he was like, hey, I want to do a release with you. Um, whatever studio you want to go to, uh, we can go there. So we went to Atlanta. I chose the studio. It was a studio where Outkast record, Mary J. Bly. I told him that studio. I thought it was too expensive. But he was like, no, I got it. And he just handled it. He told me what musicians do I want. And I told him that I want Janet Jackson drummer. And he got Janet Jackson drummer for me. You know what I mean? He made it happen. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, <laughs> wow. it was it was it was a great experience. Like I really and then just wow. Jeff coming to Atlanta, like it, it definitely was a, a great 
a great, you know, a great experience, experience I'll never forget. Wow. You know? Wow. And 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 that was um what what release was that? That was on Access, yeah? Yes, that was, was on, on, on Access Records. Yes, Access Records. Did did you do it? Was it just the one project that you did with Jeff? Um, um, it's just yeah. Was there one project called the um, beginning? If I remember, I'm yes, so weird yeah, as a yeah, you know. I'm so weird as a producer, man. Like I will make music and I don't listen to it no more. <laughs> like I just go through different moves. <laughs> like, but yeah, that's the project it was. And and Jeff, it really it started off with me doing a production and I let him listen to it and he kept challenging me. He was like, nah. We want to go to the studio. We want to try to perfect this. And, you know, Jeff is like a definitely like a perfectionist. Like, it's, it's kind of funny, man. He kind of remind me when it comes to hip hop, like a like a Quincy Jones or like a Dr. Dre of like, you know what I mean? Because those guys are like perfectionists when it comes to the sounds. And he really challenged me. You know, even when I was jumping on the keyboard, he was like, Mm-mm, no, do that again. You know what I mean? <laughs> we didn't get this. <laughs> He was like, no, I want I want, I want you to feel it. I want you to have feeling. It's like having musicians coming in, the drummer playing, man. He wow. took me He took me to a whole different type of level. So, yeah, definitely a great experience. I was nervous. I was yeah. scared, you know, but yeah. it was great. Yeah, <laughs> I guess in those situations, you sort of tap into a part of you that you don't usually get to go to. And so when you've got someone like that right. who's, who's pushing you out of your comfort zone, and it's like making you realize, oh shit, I can go there. I can go right. to this, like, this place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like ch- challenging the nervous system, right? Like breaking yes. out of what you're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm, mm. Um, and and you've you've also worked you worked with Sound Signature with Theo as well. Was that how was that experience with Theo Parrish? Oh, Theo Parrish, that was it, it was crazy. I mean, so me and Kai, um, Kai Elsey. He was mm. working, we was working on, um, just working on music. It came to the point where I had my daughter. Um, stuff just was hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was working my security job. I still was able to make music at the job, you know. So I was working, like, two jobs. You know, my daughter was coming. So, you know, I was bringing my, um, bringing my, which is my wife now, and brought her with me. And she was coming to God Place and. Kind of just saw what I was going through, you know. I it, it just was like a hard period in my time, but I still, I guess he respected because I was coming from Alabama and I still will be there to make it happen regardless of my situation. It's kind of like the hard times kind of pushed me. It pushed me to a whole mm. other level. And Kyle really made that happen for me. Kyle was like, it's not really that much. Um, He said he was teaching me the history of just Chicago, Detroit, New York, how you had black pioneers that was doing it, but it's like in America, like it's kind of like you don't have that much that's doing it. He was like, we need more people and more legends and pioneers to be in this. And he told me, this is the right way you want to go. And he was in the way he broke it down to me, he was like, if somebody is hustling on the street, you're not going to go to a block where everybody is hustling. You want to go somewhere where, where people is not so I was doing the other type of in the industry stuff because I ended up going to Detroit, working with Eminem, Danan Porter, Alchemist, uh, doing that stuff. And it just was complicated, man, because it's like when you're in that industry, it feel like you're a rat chasing the cheese all the time. And they have a lot of producers in there. So he kind of guided me and he saw all I was going through. He was like, yo, I got um, Theo. He's going to be coming through. And um, these tracks that we're making, 
I, you know, the tracks you've been making over here, I'll let Theo take a listen to it. And I was like, yo, that's what's up. And and I didn't know who Theo was because, you know, I was still learning house music during the time he was teaching mm-hmm. me. So mm-hmm. he hit me up and he was like, yo, Theo want the tracks. He want to put it out. And and I had my friend to take a picture of me and Kai at a party. And my partner from Birmingham, he was like, oh, they told uh, and then Theo was like, we want to use that picture. And it went from there. And that, that was the release, you know, through Kai setting that up. So Kai really played a huge, you know, help to me. And after that Theo project, that's when I just started touring a lot. You know what I mean? It went from mm. there. Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like um, Kai was, you know, a bit of a mentor for you in sort of how to kind of carve your own lane. Definitely. In, 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 uh, and, and creating your own... Um, your own sort of pathway here, right. and um, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're bringing this stuff up because this is this is the sort of stuff that I want to be able to share with the people to kind of realize that um, there are ways of doing this, and 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 there are ways to um, not just follow sort of the the archaic similar formula that we're Definitely. you know yeah there's ways to do this especially today now with technology and stuff like people can really create um, create a, uh, a path for themselves that um, represents who they are and what they want to be doing and right um, yeah I I mean if there was if there were things that that you could uh, change into sort of the trajectory of um, getting further in your career like in in this pathway what would be some of those things that um, I mean, okay, the, not to say that they they weren't good for you, but what are the things that you could say could have been avoided that would have led you to get where you wanted to go further, faster? Um, just to be honest, I say the business. Like, you know, as artists and producers, sometimes, you know, it's cool for us. Like, we love our art, and I think that'd be the problem. So we love our art. We love our music so much. But I think the business perspective, you definitely, de- definitely there's something important to learn, you know, when it's dealing with mm. releasing on labels. And I think sometimes we'd be so happy that we'd be like, hey, I'm happy somebody is taking this and we let it go on there. And, you know, and I'm so happy you got a clout for it, which I just heard Larry heard and uh, they just was able to get their rights, you know, back for the. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, saw yeah, that for the that. other day. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Amazing. I was like, just hearing pot, hearing like OGs and legends just tell me they are the business. I say definitely the business. I definitely know now. Like I've been reading, you know, I've been studying on it for a minute. But I think sometimes when we jump into situations, you got to make sure that you own your masters. And, you know, especially if you're creating the music, it's about when you come in there and you collaborate with different producers, have your split sheet. You know, what I mean, know the percentage where everybody can. Because sometimes, it's, you know, when we're making music, we don't know how far that music could go. It might not be that day, mm. that moment, but after five years or 10 years, the music happens, you know, you want to make sure you have the business. So I say definitely that's something um, mm. I wish I could have learned earlier, but I didn't learn it earlier. Yeah. I learned mm. it through mm. me going through the steps of it. You know what I mean? So that's right. Yeah, that's, that's definitely right. something yeah. for everybody, mm. you know. I, 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 I totally agree with you there. I think um, uh, I think there's so many complexities in the way people um, 
approach it because there's there's so many different layers of you know first there's oh well if i if i get too entrepreneurial it's going to affect my art or um, yes right if i'm uh and, and, I, and they don't feel comfortable about bringing up those conversations especially in a collaborative situation right. where it's like oh i'm gonna like offend them because i'm talking business or you know you know what i mean like the, the, and it, it oh, changes so when when you start to I think once you start to um, look at the um, and start studying the business, then it becomes um, part of the way you're thinking. And um, so when you are when you are thinking of a project, you, yeah, there's there's two lanes. Like you're thinking of the music, the creativity, but then you know you it's every project is a has a business model around it and it is no shame in doing that. And I think a lot of people get, they, there's a bit of shame in, in getting into the business model. You know, I think that has, um, ha, at least that's, I've experienced that myself. Oh, right. So you know, true being. Mm. And I feel like the, if you think about it, the whole world has always been, you know, even when it came from just all style yeah. jazz uh, house and just everything, just in general, when you think about booking agents, like when people bring you out, it's you know, like even when I say the Theo Paris project, it's it's sad it's like that, but most guys don't even know the music or really, you know, know the culture and try to study is more about, hey, this is sound signature, this is Jeff, this is this, this is Detroit. So it's kind of like a market, like, hey, this is Detroit, mm. so we're gonna market this and this is what's gonna bring you over here. You know, so it it's crazy, but I think about it, it all was kind of based on that type of thing anyway. But to answer your question, um, like just to give an example, um, I end up, I got management now. So they end up getting me to LA. I went to LA and I end up working with uh, Elton on uh, keyboarders, Elton John keyboarders and producer. And they got me in the studio and they got me and they got me in the studio with these other guys. And, uh, and you're right. I think learn the business, but you know how to come at it. Like usually what I start in, just to give an example, when I come in the studio, just work creative. You know what I mean? Don't even think the business when you're working, just be creative. And then when the music is about to release, then you come to the perspective and you be like, then you handle the business. But you write in in any studio session, you don't just come in like, hey, this this is the business, you know, because they will not the creative flow out. You just yeah, let it, yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. You definitely be creative first, right, right. Yeah, I think I, I think what like um, set up set up the the get the or, or get the business stuff out of the way and it's done and then it's time to get creative. You know, like right, 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 you know because because it's like any kind of partnership or, or or business model that you're walking into. If you don't have those kind of foundations laid out or what what's involved, then when you it's it's even like when you go to perform you right. know, like if you know if you know that the guy hasn't paid your deposit yet <laughs> and you're like about to dj and your your head's like fuck man this motherfucker hasn't uh, paid me oh my god well, <laughs> you ain't lying. that's why I, i'm not going to say one of my friends but it's one of my friends right now that's going through that and he he went to europe he just spent his money to go to europe and I was telling him the market sometimes is kind of weird. You can play parties, but everything, especially since the pandemic, everything is based on you have to be on a booking agency, all this type of stuff. And he went over yeah. there. He was thinking he was going to get some shows and they end up not responding to him. So I was like, 
you know, he played some shows and they really didn't pay. So I was like, that's why, why me personally, I have a family. So, and then not even if I didn't have a family, I know I need a booking agent. I need a manager. For me, mm-hmm. everybody don't need a manager, but for me being young, I'm like, I know I'm moving, I'm creating, I'm making all styles of music, I'm making house, I'm making rock music, I'm making, I'm producing a lot of music. So it's like, I definitely mm. do need a manager. And I think sometimes when you have a manager, not just any manager, but getting somebody that loves what you do, that that's a fan of what you do. Because I think this is the problem that people run into when they go mm-hmm. into managers. They go in, a manager, yeah, they all going to be like 15%. We want our percentage, but at the same time, you're going to have to know, hey, you need somebody to be a fan of your work and somebody that understand your vision or where you're trying to go. So when that happens, I don't. the 15%, those things don't matter because they helping you to get to the vision where you want to go. So for me, I can't say things have in my career been a little easier for me because I had a manager. So I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to not be able to, I had to run around. I was able to have people I can speak to. I had my peers like Kai and like Jeff or Cal Hall, people I can call or, or just be like, hey, check this out. What do you think about this? Still able to get information. So I think it's good yeah. when you have a family and you can ask questions, you know what I mean? And that's how, the only right way on. we get better by just asking each other, you know, through different people's yes. experiences. Yes, yes. You know? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Are you, we, uh, I'm so with you there. Like you do, you need to have that um, that uh, community. You know, you need to yes. have to build that and have the right people to to talk to and and bounce stuff off with. And and uh, what you said about having um, a manager who's in your corner that understands your vision, right. right on. Like that is super important. You don't, you don't, you're not just another artist on on this massive list you're you're you've got a connection with them and they 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 vibe off who you are and these are very important very important things for an artist to to um surround themselves with for sure right correct um so what what do you what are you um over the next uh, five years, what what uh, three to what's 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 happened for you for the next three to five years? What you what are you working on that? that at the moment have you um got something you want to share with us <laughs> oh yes um i started my label um talk noise records yes and, yes and that's with um big up to mother tongue um in italy they were able to i did a P and D deal um in which i was kind of shocked with the deal like they end up doing because you have some deals where they pressing the records you know they'll take a more heavier percentage but they end up like they end up just taking, like, I think, if I remember, 15% out of 100% and the rest I can keep. So it was definitely easier for me because I know me, I have a family. I don't, you know, I can't be running around trying to press records and all that stuff. So I'm happy to have my label. And I know, like, I'm going to do house releases, jazz releases, punk rock. I want to definitely yeah. just, I want to I wanna do all styles of music, you know. And releasing different types of artists. And that's a heavy thing that I'm happy about um, that I have. And then to having freedom, you know what I mean? As an artist, able to, you don't have to, don't get me wrong, labels is great, but you don't have to be submitting to a label and they'd be like, no, I don't know about this. This is not of the standard. You know what I mean? You can be able mm-hmm. to just be creative and release what you want. That and my managers, they've been having me going to LA a lot. I've been, um, 
like I said, um, working with Elton John producer um, and some other engineers, Tony Monserati, um, top engineer. So I've been able to, and I've been working with TDE, Kendra Lamar label. So, and just like other house people working with um, more stuff with Cal Hall. So really my man, you know, it's been some great things that's going to be coming, you know, definitely for the years, yeah. you know, coming up for the future. I guess I'm building ahead of time. So I can then trying to get again into like doing music for films because I love touring. Mm. Touring is a great thing, but I'm like, I was having a talk with Roy um, Jones, talking to him, um, Roy, Roy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. And he just was mm-hmm. telling mm-hmm. me, he was like, yo, that touring can take toll on your body. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's cool for the money. You'll be like, oh, yes. But when you play a lot, I was like, I don't want to live my life every day like that, like where I have to always tour. So I want to get more into doing things with film and things where I can be able to be relaxed. And and not only just that, I can be able to still be creative with my music. Because I noticed when I was touring, I ain't have no... It was great, but I ain't had no time to go to the studio. You know, it always was like your computer, mm. you just made something quick. But I feel like now it's just more freedom. You know, you want to have freedom to still be able to be creative in what you do. And then, too, I want to be able to use those things of film and different things to invest in myself, you know what I mean, to be able to put out the music that I want to put out and I don't have to be running around for the cheese and like, hey, this I can invest in myself and put out artists Mm -hmm. and help other people. So really, that's my joy, you know, being able to help my friends from my city and different other places and make things the same way Pioneers helped me and make ways for them too as well. You know what I mean? So that's my happiness. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah. I, I'm well. I'm really looking forward to to seeing what um what what you're doing with Talk Noise. Um, if you there's been a couple of releases so far now. There's just this year, right? It's a new it's a new imprint for you. This is this is your label, Talk Noise. Yeah. Uh, yes, this is my label. So, man. Oh, and I forgot to even add. It's so much stuff I'll be working on. I got a um project that will be coming out week. Heath's Records with um Damn Swindle. I was about to say Detroit Swindle. They changed their name. It's Damn yes, Swindle. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, doing a release with them, and then I, I'm doing nice. something with, with Surge from Clone Records. Going to have a release soon yep. with Clone. Yeah, so amazing. Yeah, so nice. And, and and um, but with with Talk Noise, what's what's coming out next with Talk Noise? Have you got anything? That, any new artists that you're um wanting to work with that that you want to put on on this label um self davis jr i love his music oh my god oh, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's fantastic yes. yeah, so yeah him um trying to get back with la the work with some of that which i was a huge scene of the beat scene um computer j um doing mm-hmm. doing stuff as well um with some of the people that's in my city you know in atlanta too as well stefan rare uh, just different you know but yeah, I'm just kind of keeping it exclusive, you know what I mean? Not letting people know. But yeah, it's going to be some nice stuff. Definitely, that's going to be dropping on the label. Definitely, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, how? Um, uh, you mentioned before you're married, you've got kids, or a or, or one daughter. Yeah, you've got a daughter. Three. Wow. Ah. wow. <laughs> right. Okay. All right, so th- I'm glad I'm asking you this. How <laughs> how's that been? How's that been for you? Like sort of balancing family life and music life, and um, 
yeah, have, I'm, I'm sure throughout throughout the uh, throughout time you've fine tuned it. Tell me a bit about your your process into sort of being a family man and and balancing the your career and 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 that life. It's been a nice balance. That's one thing I can say. I always had a ba- a great balance when it comes to balancing my family life and you know being able to do my music. What I do, I work on my music ahead of time, at nighttime, and then you know. So it's kind of like a balance, you know, where I like I give my music. It's kind of like a ritual, you know what I mean? Where I start off with the meditation, spend time with the family, and then work on my music. So in a way, it kind of helps. I kind of like being pressured under those type of things because I feel like with me, it kind of it's like me. It's kind of crazy to say I I I miss working a job a nine to five. It was great because working a job it inspired me. You know, it's when you're dealing with the job and the boss is acting funny with you and stuff like that. It inspires you to go harder for me, you know, go harder. It's like inspiration to push yourself more because I feel like when you got time on your hand and you're just relaxing, I guess for me, having a family and having and my wife and my kids to give me more of a, a, a question. Why do you do this? Yes, it's for the love, mm. but I have more of a reason why I do this. And it pushes me and pushes my drive even more heavier, you know, toward just that. But now, but after the pandemic, that did help because I got a manager. So I guess by me having a manager, that really helped too. I was able to tell them the things like, because when that pandemic hit, the gigs dropped, everything just shut down. So I had to kind of think in a way like, okay, I got my family. How I'm going to be able to financially be able to handle everything. So I was able to explain to my manager, like, I always want to get into film music. I want to work with different artists. I want to do this and that. And they was able to yeah. write like a plan and we got that plan together. And ever since the plan, like they've been making things happen where I can still travel, but I can be here in my space creating music and I can still financially be able to take care of my family and make balance and be there with my family. So, yeah, mm. definitely, definitely, definitely is a, you know, I'm not going to say it's easy. It's not easy. Yeah. I'm not sure. going to lie. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's it sounds like your family um and the and like the management as well it kind of helps like having that is, it helps you with disciplines like it cuz yes, like yes, when you yes, when you when you've got when you're working for someone you you know you you've got to you've got to like go and but when you're working for yourself it requires a different level of disciplines and and of course when and especially when you've got um, a family to look after that's that is going to give you that the the reasons why and it's going to put you put you in that mindset where um but what about touring like what happens when when you're touring right how does that how is that how does that affect your family life like when you're on the road um yeah oh really you don't because that's one thing i can say when i'm home and i'm here I take care of everything. Like I'm making sure my wife's straight. We making sure the food. I'm, I'm handling everything. Yeah. So by the time I tour, I'm not going long. Like as I tell my, you mm-hmm. know, my agents and my friends, I try to be gone for three weeks at the longest. And I have a supporting wife that she understands that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that definitely plays mm-hmm. a part. Some people might not have Absolutely, that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it becomes yeah, complicated. Yeah, yeah. But for me, um, I knew her since high school, like way back. So mm-hmm. we definitely got a yeah. heavy connection. So. But yeah, during the touring, yeah. I be gone for three weeks and then I come back. So in a way, it's kind of good because I kind of refresh myself. I can breathe for a minute 
and I soak up inspiration. I do things that I, you know, some people play, but when I go over to a country, I go and visit art galleries and different places, get inspiration, make music. And mm. by the time we come back, it's it's a heavier connection. So it, it definitely it definitely helps. You know what I mean? It makes me mm. really don't do the things like I used to do. When you go on tour, you just play and you go in the room. But now it's like I'm I'm out there. I'm networking with artists. I'm talking to artists. I'm trying to make the my time useful as much as I can to work with different people. Mm. And then by the time I come back, it inspires me. Because in my city, in Birmingham, Alabama, I don't like it, but I like it. I like it for the nature. The nature is great. And it's a great place for me and my family where it keeps me focused. Because I can imagine if I was in L.A. or New York, by me just going to L.A. one time, it was just, oh, my God. It was like almost like some Rick James type of stuff. Where it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's like that movie when um, Ray Charles was like, I love L.A. You can fly. You know what I mean? Like the little movie. <laughs> so like his life was like, <laughs> but I can't say it. Keep, <laughs> Alabama keeps me balanced and it keeps me. So by the time I come, I'm able to take my time, work on my projects, spend time with family. Mm. And like I said, when touring, it mm. don't affect me now in the beginning. But like I said, I had a supportive wife. It helped me to be able to be gone. But after even when I was gone for a month, I was like, no, I can't do that. That's just too much. You know, it's just a lot that people don't think that comes with touring. Like a lot of my friends, like, I cannot wait to tour like you, how you was touring. I was like, it's great. But it's like people don't think about what artists go through. Like you have to deal with going on a plane, not even just a plane, but it's like getting off that plane. The And it's more crazy now since the pandemic, different things you just have to go through just to get mm. through and then play mm. you have to it's, it's so much moving you have to constantly do and i guess i'm getting older and then especially learning from the older ogs telling me like no you don't want to mess your body up. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. but it's a mm-hmm. balance mm-hmm. it's all about balance 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. i'm glad you brought that up though having having the right supportive partner um must be like it, it, I think with whatever career you're doing, like I think it's yeah. it's, uh, it's a, a big part of that, and um, and keeping keeping healthy so you can manage the touring. Um, yes, it, it, uh, I'm hearing uh, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing from from uh, from older cats who are um, touring now, and because um, it is obviously when you're younger, you you can you can. Yes, you know, <laughs> take take a few few more beatings. Because you know? right now I'm trying to think. Ooh, I'm 34 now, so it's kind of like I can tell like things is a little changing. Like when I used to go, I'm like, ooh, like you know, you can't you can't do all this stuff. You can't live every because every day when you touring, it's like every day for you is a party. Like you got people running up to you. They yeah. want you. They like, come on, I want you to smoke. Yeah. I want you to do this. I want you to yeah. do that. I'm like, <laughs> no, thank you so much. You know, but I appreciate it. Yeah. But that stuff, if you're not taking yeah. care of that's why I tell people health is wealth. How you take care of your health really plays a part of how you're going to make it in life. If you don't take care of your health, it would definitely tear you down and you won't be able mm. to make music or really stay on top. You know, you'll just yeah. be there for that moment and you'll fall. You know, so definitely yeah. you you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, we would definitely been seeing um a lot of people who are coming out and discussing that and and you know seeing other artists who um who've uh you know taken a fall for that you know not looking after their um mental health and their their, their health on, on touring and 
Um, Byron, it was an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Um, thank you so much for, sh for sharing your stories and, and your wisdom and um, experiences. This was really such a pleasure to chat with you. Yo, and um, thank you so, thank you so and, much. No, and thank you so much. I'm happy you you opening this outlet for people because it made me feel good because I'm like, when I saw your interviews and the other interviews, I'm like, I like this. That's what I want to do. And I like it because you able to get these interviews and you and it's inspiring other people that's going through the same thing and it, it, it pushes them. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this whole platform. Appreciate everything. Thank you. Thank you. Look, we're yeah. still we're still still at a baby, baby phase, but we're um my intentions here is to to be able to like um, through the words of, of people in the industry to share their stories because I don't think there's enough of it out there and not at you know, all. We can right. yeah we can talk we can talk about music releases and um, stuff but I think getting more into the minds and and the lives of people who are actually doing it can give insight to people who are. Um, you know, want, are aspiring and want to get into it to give them understanding of what is involved, you know? Like, oh, definitely, definitely. It, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right, so I definitely. They want to know. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the problem. I think some, some nothing not wrong with that, but some artists won't really tell you. I had to learn. Some artists, are, they, they'll just give you little small things, but they won't tell you the whole thing. When you get it, and you're like, oh, my God, you know what I mean? <laughs> So yeah, I'm, yeah. Thank you, yeah, thank you for this yeah. platform. <laughs> thank you, thank you, my man. Thank you. All right, take care. Okay, you too. Peace.